Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Rabbit Ears. I've got I've got a show that I'm very excited about so much that I can't even speak. We're talking today with the Velvet Drizzle, a.k.a. Sean Ennis from the Ink and Ash podcast. What's up, Sean? Oh, you know, I'm just living the dream over here. Ashley, how you doing? I am so great because we're talking about Schitt's Creek today, which I discovered during the pandemic and watched all five seasons. And I finished the fifth season like right before season six came out. I didn't even know it was coming. It was just like the perfect storm of show. Perfect <laughs> shit storm. That's right. <laughs> so, yes, I'm very excited that you're able to be here with me because when you came in for Parks and Rec, we had discussed this show and I basically just discovered it then. And now I finally get to talk about it. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it, too. I actually also discovered it during the pandemic and finished oh. the, I finished the sixth season right as it ended. So I didn't have to wait for anything, which is pretty nice. Yeah, you and I have great timing then. Good for us. We really do. We're just perfect. I know. Obviously. Obviously. All right. Well, Sean, before we get into Schitt's Creek, are there any TV shows that you have been watching that you want to talk about? Oh, man. I, I See, I have a problem. I watch a lot of TV. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've been watching a ton of stuff. Like um, Peacemaker has been awesome. The, uh, the, the, the new John Cena show on HBO. Uh -huh. um, that is great. Um, let's see. What else? Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets. Yes, is fantastic. I watched Yellow Jackets, too. Oh, my gosh. So good. Oh, um, my God. I actually just so I got COVID in January. <clears throat> yeah, that was fun. And uh, I was I happened to be in a hotel room for the entire week, and I binged all three seasons of Succession, which oh is, my god, yeah, which is tremendous. I watched all of Succession too, and then I restarted it and rewatched like the first season <laughs> and half. That show is fucking incredible. It's amazing. It really. Oh my god, is. how great are Tom and Greg together? I fucking love them. Unreal, unreal. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see what else. I, I can't wait for the second part of Ozark season four. That's going to be great. Um, only murders in the building was really good. Yep. Uh, invincible and the boys to, uh, to fill out the, uh, uh, crazy superhero show trifecta with peacemaker. Yeah. All those, all that stuff is really good. Awesome. Okay. So I mentioned in my last episode, but I keep a running list of all the TV shows that I am watching or have watched. Mm -hmm. I started doing this in uh, the beginning of the pandemic because I was like, I just want to see how much I'm actually watching. <laughs> and I'm an absurd person. So <laughs> I started watching The Dropout, um, which is that Amanda Seyfried Sy oh, yeah. show. Mm -hmm. It stresses me out. That show stresses <laughs> me out so bad. Um, I started watching Super Pumped, which is the story of Uber with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm not mm -hmm. really feeling it, though. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, it's not my thing, I don't think. Um, I watched most of Hawkeye. I watched Inventing Anna, Vikings Valhalla, Love is Blind Season 2, The Cuphead Show, Murderville, um, Yellow Jackets and Euphoria, and I finally finished New Girl. Nice. And then, so I mentioned in the last episode also that I was watching the show Pam and Tommy on Hulu um, with Sebastian Stan and Lily James. And it got to one episode where they're um, really kind of digging into like Pamela Anderson's pain and hurt. And so I looked it up to see like if she she's not at all involved in this. And so Hulu is basically just exploiting her pain again. Wow. For their gain. So I morally, I cannot finish watching that series. I just. Wow. 
it's gross. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's rough stuff. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I just finished Love is Blind season two as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yes! I, I do the same thing with, with keeping a list of my shows because I'm a list person and uh, it's it's a little bit absurd. Um, oh my but, God, uh, we're so similar. <laughs> it's a little ridiculous, actually. But yeah, Love is Blind, like, uh, I, I don't watch a lot of the, the reality shows, especially the dating shows. Like, I don't, I can't, I don't have the stomach for them, but yeah. Love is Blind, I can't, I can't stop. I can't stop myself. It's a fucking train rat. It's unbelievable. I can't look away. My wife and I just finished it last night. We were like, it's, it's, it's unreal. It's unreal. It really is. And like spoilers for Love is Blind, if you don't want to know, then skip ahead a couple minutes, seconds, whatever. But like, do you think Shane was doing drugs or something? He looked so coked out yes. a lot of times. He really did. I don't know if that's just his personality, like he's just insane or, <laughs> or very was... fidgety. He's like yes. sucking his teeth and shit. I'm so happy that he and Natalie didn't actually get married because like she was ready to do it. And yeah, bullet dodged on that God, one. Yeah. Huge bullet dodged. <laughs> and Shake, did you watch the reunion? Yes. Oh my God. Shake is a fucking disaster. What a nightmare. Apparently they like they've all cut off contact with him which was very evident during the reunion show yeah <laughs> he's just a fucking he good luck dating after that by the way yeah no like, joke you just wrote yourself the worst personal advertisement you could imagine <laughs> Ugh. okay that was i'm so excited that we have like a list making common and b that you watched love is blind that makes yeah. me so happy <laughs> okay so looking back um last episode which i've now referenced several times was jessica jones which also took place in 2015 so now we are well started in 2015 so now we're revisiting the same year um with some other stuff so the tv shows we had obviously jessica jones unbreakable kimmy schmidt bloodline and i zombie did you watch any of those uh i watched unbreakable kimmy schmidt Okay, that's i didn't even know tina fey was was like involved with that until like two years ago Oh, wow. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Um, the movies we had, The Man from Uncle, Room, Fifty Shades of Grey, and the masterpiece that is Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> Music, we had Take Me to Church, Thinking Out Loud, Love Me Like You Do, and Bad Blood. And then the pop culture stuff, streaming officially took over TV. Jennifer Aniston married Justin Theroux. And Leah Rimini had a Scientology tell-all um, on a 2020 special, and then she wrote a memoir, Troublemaker, Surviving Hollywood in Scientology. Oh, man. that's See, that's another one I can't get enough of. I've watched all the, the aftermath. I've, I've watched all the Scientology shows. I can't, mm. I, can't, I can't get away from it. See, I haven't even dipped my toe in that pond. Oh, Is it man. fascinating? It's it's unbelievable. And, and really, Dan and I have this in common. Anything about cults, I'm, I'm, I'm checking it out. Yeah, he's a big fan. I'm actually reading a book right now that there's some culty type things happening. It's either that or a commune, but I'm leaning towards probably cult. Yep, yep, yep. Loves it. All right, so Shit's Creek ran from 2015 to 2020 for six seasons, 80 episodes on Netflix. It was written and created by Dan and Eugene Levy and is rated an 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb. When a filthy rich video store mag man magnate I struggle with words. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Johnny Rose and his family suddenly find themselves broke. They are forced to leave their pampered lives to regroup and rebuild their empire from within the rural city limits of their only remaining asset, Schitt's Creek, an armpit of a town they once bought as a joke. 
starring Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, Dan Levy, Annie Murphy, Chris Elliott, Emily Hampshire, Jennifer Robinson, Sarah Levy, Karen Robinson, Dustin Milligan, and Noah Reed, to name a few. All right. So, Sean, this is this is going to be a long answer, I'm sure. But what <laughs> it, what do you love about Schitt's Creek? So I, I am at heart, I am a softie, right? Mm-hmm. And so Schitt's Creek is just a very sweet show. Like there's no malice in this show. Every, you know, even the heavier subjects are handled just so well. And also, I mean, obviously it's hilarious. So, you know, everything is just absurd. And the even the, the straight man, Eugene Levy, is ridiculous. So, you know, and it all it all just lends itself to you know, being great, you know, and I think this is one of the first things that Dan Levy wrote, like, if I'm not mistaken, right? Is this his first show or something? I don't know that, but I would, uh, I haven't heard of him before this. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Like just, just the way that he was able to, to do this and these like very carefully crafted characters that also managed to be absurd consistently is just, it's just really amazing. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. This show is so genuinely heartwarming and like it makes you feel good watching it. And I love watching the relationships between the characters and watching that evolution throughout the six seasons because like they're all growing and like they're still at their core, some of their quirky traits and self-absorbed and whatever, but they just turn into these people that you can't help but love. Yeah. Um. And then it's a master fucking class in comedy, especially like Catherine O'Hara. Is oh my gosh! Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's and and the thing is right. Like they these characters get better. Like you said, it's an evolution over the over the six seasons. Like you have a show like Seinfeld or like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where the terrible where the, the characters are terrible people and you kind of laugh at them. And you have that at the beginning of Shit's Creek, but you kind of see over the course of time like they actually do it get better and evolve and learn and but it's it doesn't stop being funny right you know it's so good um the fucking writing is so snappy and oh, the yeah. banter is just top tier i love them and i yep. love 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 that they get to say fuck in the sitcom <laughs> it's so good yeah but they don't overuse it either no but the first time they said it i was like oh because it makes it feel more natural when you can swear yeah yeah it's just more realistic i love it yeah it's right. great so who are some of your favorite characters oh my i this this was very hard for me because i love most of the characters on this show but yes um you know eugene levy's character uh just <laughs> even as the is the absurd straight man like his facial expressions and all these kinds of things like he makes me laugh consistently um i, I love uh I, I like mutt a lot do <laughs> I, you i do <laughs> <laughs> which is which is weird i know um but i do i enjoy him uh i like stevie um yes. i mean alexis is uh, she's I, hilarious. Uh, she is she is not a character that I should like given the kinds of things that I usually like, but I love <laughs> I love Alexis. <laughs> I love Alexis. She's just she's so like bright and sunshiny even though she's been through some truly horrific things in her life. Yes. She's just like so upbeat about everything. It's it's, it's such a crack up. 
yeah, that, like just the way that she's kind of floating through life. Like you said, all these terrible things and she just brings them up in passing, you know? <laughs> yeah, like nothing. When they were doing the escape room and she like got all of them out of it and she was like, well, I find that being in high pressure situations with a lot of pressure on me, I just react well to it. And I was like, I bet you fucking do. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. All right. So my favorite... All four of the roses yeah, of course. are in the best. And then um, I also loved Stevie and I loved Ronnie. Ronnie yes. was just like, she's one of those few people in the town that wasn't impressed by them or like gave them any kind of like special treatment. And mm-hmm. she and Moira developed this relationship that is so sweet. They like call each other on their BS and just, it's great. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. Oh, and you know, we got to talk about Twyla too. I love Twyla. Twyla's so sweet. I'm not, I don't say, I wouldn't say I love Twyla though. Yeah, I, I really like Twyla, how she's like just kind of the moral compass of the show, but you never really uh-huh. know it until until the very end, you know? Yes. Yeah, I, I, get I, that. I, I, I like that about her. So some of the things I put under here, because I gave some examples of things that were great with the characters, like Moira's um, histrionics are fantastic. There's one point <laughs> where David and Alexis are bickering. While Johnny asks him to help to put the doors back on because, like, Roland took the doors off. And fucking Myra goes, pick up a hammer and nail this coffin shut. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And then, like, watching Johnny and Moira with their relationship, because a lot of times in this kind of a setup, you'll get a loveless marriage kind of situation. But they're so enamored with each other and so supportive. And, like, even when... Moira is saying something ridiculous and vain or self-absorbed. He supports her, but not in like a blow smoke up your ass way. He yeah. just like loves her. Yeah. Um, and then there's a time in the car where Johnny and David are up there and he like Johnny goes in twice for a hug, but the seatbelt stops him. And they're like, <laughs> let's just leave it at a gesture. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's great. And that reminds me with with Moira. I love her and David's interactions and Mm. just her interactions with her kids. But with David, especially because she treats him as if he is the only (laughs) the only child, you know, and (laughs) like like uh, when when Alexis had been gone for, I think, a couple of weeks and and uh, David had said something like, you know, Alexis has been gone for a couple of weeks. And she was like, no, I just had breakfast with her yesterday. And he was like, no, that was me. And she was like, <laughs> no, we had a we had a, a detailed conversation about hosiery and menopause. And he was like, no, no, that was also me. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that one down. I fucking love that. And then there was a time where they like nobody knows what Alexis's middle name is. Because yes. <laughs> Moira's got like this paperwork filled out. She's like, yes, you just need to fill out the rest of it. And she's like, everything's filled out except for my middle name. She's like, yeah, just fill it out. <laughs> I fucking love that. Okay, so as you love most of the characters, that's completely understandable. Who do you not like? Uh, I had a hard time thinking of who I didn't like. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I kind of I kind of like everybody. Bob kind of bothered me a couple of times, yep. but I, but he also like with that little jog that he did always made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime he comes into frame, he's jogging. Um, that fucking jog. Uh. <laughs> the little head nod side to side. Yeah. That always got me. Um, rolling shit. Uh, you know. Him. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Chris Elliott. Yeah, I struggle with him. And, but he even got me sometimes. And Jocelyn was so good that she kind of made up for him for me a little bit. You know, he, I, I still could have done without him, but I really like Jocelyn, too. Jocelyn was hit or miss for me. I put her on my least favorite characters, but that was usually just because she was with 
Chris Elliott. Yeah. And so, like, he, I struggle with him. And then Ray was just like, he was a character that I get, but was super aggravating to me. He was just like, ugh. Ray, Ray made me laugh just because he was everything in the town, like the realtor, everything. the, you know, all, he just did all the, uh, all the jobs that there weren't enough people to do with it. And that was, that was what he did. That, that always made me laugh. He, but he wasn't good at anything. So. No, he wasn't good at anything. And that's the joke. Like when they were doing the engagement pictures for yes. David and Patrick. And he's like, do you want to do an under the sea background? <laughs> huh. Oh, man. We can make it in a mouse pad. Jocelyn did this mouse pad in space. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking shit show. Unintended. Yes. Okay. So what are some of your favorite running gags um, for the show? Because there's a lot. Oh yeah, there's a ton, I, and we kind of touched on one already because all the the things that ca- that uh, Alexis casually mentions that she's gotten yes. into, you know, being held hostage on a on a boat in the middle of the ocean, you know, or whatever. And um, I love the uh, the town billboard that keeps changing. Don't worry, it's a sister. Um, <laughs> those those are the two that stick out immediately. I know there's I know there's more, and I'm I'm blanking on them. But uh, I've got I've got a couple. Yeah, Don't worry. So yeah. like one of the things like going back to the Alexis stuff, she was i guess david called her out for like having a tattoo of something and david or no johnny was like you have a tattoo he's like god dad i was 12 it's not my fault (laughs) like shit like that where she's just like you realize how young she was in these situations or like that she was gone for a year and was like being held hostage in some freaking (laughs) saudi prince's house or some shit it's fucking great um Same thing, kind of similar with Twyla. She always had, like, this really dark stuff in her history, but it was, like, family tragedy stuff, like drunk uncles that died or, like, some crazy shit. Yeah, and she was always so sunshiny about it when she brought it up. (laughs) Um, We get the shit jokes, like, Roland shit's name sounds like Roland shit. Yes. Um, And then Horace shit and shit history. (laughs) Um, There's David always wanting to eat, like, in one of the last episodes, they get a pizza and David's like, just one pizza for all of us? <laughs> and he grabs the plate and starts like, he grabs three pieces really fast and Johnny's even like, whoa, David, calm down. <laughs> I, lo- I relate very much to David always wanting a snack. Yes. Um, and then there's a couple times where Johnny's giving like these platitudes to David and Lexus and they never get it. Like, word to the wise, <laughs> home from the salt mines, couldn't have timed it better. And they're just like looking at him like, what are you saying old man <laughs> i love that yeah all right so i rewatched. actually before we even agreed to do this i had already rewatched like up until halfway through season five for like my second viewing of the series nice. but then i started it at the beginning once we decided to do this and watched it all the way through so i saw season six for the only the second time i finished it last night and so like i'm still in my feelings about it <laughs> But I have a lot of examples for favorite moments and episodes and stuff like that. So whenever you're ready, you can kick it to me and I'll talk for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I I was thinking about a couple of favorite moments and episodes. and I was thinking about the uh, I think it was one of the season premieres where Dave, uh, David is missing. And, and, they, yes. and Alexis can't be bothered to to acknowledge that he's missing and, you know, is moving the beds together and uh, is thinking that he's just gone. And it turns out that he was on that Amish farm for, I think it was that like three days. Three days. Yes. And, and, and it, it, you know, the whole time he had texted Alexis to, 
to let her know. And she was like, I, I don't answer one text. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh my god so i wanted just because i made a big note about that because that yeah, yeah. shit was hilarious yes so when they arrived to the amish farm and david just like out in the field yes. like crouching with that fucking hoodie and the sunglasses and they're yelling and back and forth they're yelling back and forth and freaking alexis was like do you remember mutt well it's not complicated what happened we slept together. Ooh. And then like the Amish are so excited to get rid of him and Johnny and Moira's face while Alexis is yelling this conversation, by the way, you were talking about some of um, Eugene Levy's facial expressions. They're just time classic. Yeah. Timeless, priceless, whatever yeah. word I want to use. They're so good. Okay. Now you can go again. I'm sorry. Okay. No, you're good. Um, the, uh, the dinner, obviously, when they make the enchiladas <gasps> that... that- <laughs> <laughs> that, yes. Moira, that Moira claims that she used to make, but obviously has never made. Enchiladas. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, fold it in. If you, don't say fold it in again. Just fold it in. I don't know how to fold cheese that's already broken. I don't know how to tell you. I don't know how else to tell you this. <laughs> uh, I love a, that scene. Yeah, that's so obviously good. tremendous. Um, there is the uh, the driving test with uh, with David and Alexis, which yes. <laughs> which is great. Uh, the one where everyone thinks that Moira died. Yes, <laughs> and she loves she loves to hear about uh, all the nice things that people are saying about her. Which which was another one where you kind of get that evolution. You know, the pe- the people in the town saying nice things and the the fakeness of the the people outside the town. Yes. Um, the uh, what there was the one where uh, I, I can't remember which episode uh, what else was going on in the episode, but there was when Johnny and Patrick are trying to bond over the baseball game, and the, <laughs> while they're watching the baseball game together, and he just Johnny can't figure out for the life of them just how to relate to, to Patrick, and Patrick is just thinking this is this is so awkward. <laughs> it's so awkward. <laughs> I love that though, because normally I don't like awkward humor, but I this show can do no wrong to me. Like it they really can't. just nail it. Yeah. Um. There's uh. There's the one where Johnny and Moira pretend to be poor so they can get. Oh my so god. <laughs> to go get a, a deal on a new car. And she sounds like fucking Elijah Doolittle. <laughs> yes. She she can't help but but put together this ridiculous backstory for her character. <laughs> She, and then, then she gets offended that they're going to give her a discount. She's like, we read what happened to you because they knew who they were. They're like, no, we can pay top dollar. <laughs> oh, and and the, the other thing uh, uh, with the uh, with the running gags, her and her wigs, you know, just the, oh. <laughs> throughout, throughout every episode. She's got a different wig for every occasion. Just tremendous. Well, there's one scene where she wears a wig as a hat. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> She's just and her obsession with them, and she's got them all named and what have you. <laughs> yes, and like the kids all know, like everybody knows not to like f with her wigs, but like I think they're <laughs> out of town. Like the parents are out of town one time, and Stevie and Alexis and David are all like trying on different wigs. Yes, so just Myra's gone, and then Johnny's like freaking out. They're all playing with her wigs. She's like, it's like you better remember where you got those because she knows where each one of them goes. 
Oh yeah, those so those are all great. And then I I, I don't think we talked about the storyline with the crows. Or the, <laughs> <laughs> but but that was that was an awesome. Uh, that just that whole storyline was great with the and with the premiere and everything with the uh, the crows attacking. That was all oh great. That was so good. Her freaking dress that she got for that premiere is gorgeous. Yes. And then yes. she's like, I thought you sent that dress back. Oh, I must have, I sent back a little, another little number, like a little stuff. She's like, I've been looking for that. Oh, well. Uh, yes. Yeah, just the, the casual disrespect of Alexis during that whole time was just, <laughs> as, as it is throughout the whole series. And of course, she wore her nice Pope hat at the, at the end of, uh, at oh, the end of the God. series for the wedding. But yeah, so I'll throw it to that. you now. Okay. So some of the heartwarming moments, like Patrick, when he came out to his parents, because it got a little nerve wracking when his parents were invited to his surprise party, mm-hmm. but they don't know he's gay. And so mm-hmm. like the roses are all like, oh, God, like we're outing him. And the parents at one point, like David's trying to talk to them and like smooth things over. And you're like, why would why would he do this to us? What did we do wrong? But like, they're not upset that he's gay. They're just upset that he didn't feel comfortable telling them. Yeah, yeah. And then like when he actually sits down and like they he tells them and they're just like so open and sweet. I fucking my heart melts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I loved the whole I like the wine, not the label metaphor for David's sexuality. <laughs> I thought that was like a really clever and like funny way because he's like I used to I was with a cab that used to be a Chardonnay and blah 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 blah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Um, David learning to ride a bike, and then oh Johnny was gosh. so scared he was going to hurt himself, and Stevie <laughs> came out to like watch him ride in a shaky circle, and Alexis was filming it. It was just so cute. I fucking love. Anytime David tries to do something physical is hilarious. That's the other running joke with David. Because I don't want to do anything physical and I just want to eat. So, like, I get him. And literally anything physical. Anything physical. So, like, when Patrick takes him on a hike for the engagement, like, what did you expect to happen, Patrick? What did you think was going to happen when you put him on a hike? Obviously, it's going to be disaster. Yeah. Um, Alexis auditioning for Cabaret with the A Little Bit Alexis a little bit theme Alexis, song. That's right. Yes. Ah, ah, a Little Bit Alexis. <laughs> and then, like, because Jocelyn was like, oh, the apple can't fall too far from the tree. And Moira was like, entirely different orchard. <laughs> she, and then she said, Bab Streisand vocal coach quit the business after just two lessons with our sweet Alexis. He now lives in a monastery. <laughs> Um, oh man moira making stevie and david search for her nudes on the internet and she's like try effervescence no try small umbrella and then stevie finds a picture of quote what i can only assume is an indonesian lady boy with myra's face on it amazing <laughs> oh i'd forgotten about that one that was a good and one. then stevie's like please don't make me look anymore i went down some <laughs> dark places i fucking love that and i love that she's like Take all the nude pictures you can now, because one day when you're older, you'll look back and think, wow, I was such a number or some shit like yes. that. Yes, yes. There's the um, episode where they're doing the asbestos fest, and Mara's doing like a, some kind of number, and she hasn't decided what she's going to do. But then she lands on the Patty Hearst story. <laughs> and then my favorite part of this whole part is when David and Mara are like talking about it, and he... Because he's always on her wavelength and like he knows all of the stuff that she is referencing. Like he's invested in her stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But David was unsupportive of more were doing a show with a 30 person cast that was heavy on dance and required seven months of rehearsal with the <laughs> choreographer. And Moira only played Patty once when Patty Lapone was out for bad shawarma. <laughs> it's just, and he like, he's, oh, I love it. And then they end up doing quote the number in the middle of summer as their act, which was amazing. Yes. I fucking love that. Okay. That's, I have, oh, no, I missed one. Oh, my God. When everybody thinks that Alexis is pregnant, and at the end of the episode, David doesn't know that it's not Alexis that's pregnant. So they're all, like, fucking with the kids. But when they, Moira and Johnny tell Alexis they thought she was pregnant, and her response is, what? Ew. Oh, my God. That's so mean. And then she turns it around to David and makes him think that she's having twins and that he's going to really need to be involved. He goes, that's a hard pass. Your body, your problem. I fucking love that shit. Yeah, that's great. I just love how they know how to push each other's buttons. And like Alexis and David both know so much about each other's lives and what it's been up until this point. And like they're all just so invested in each other. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Uh, and, and it's funny you mentioned the the pregnancy thing because that, that was <clears> – when we talk about least, least favorite storylines, that was one of my least favorite when we found out that it was Jocelyn that was pregnant and we had yeah. to deal – like we didn't, need, we didn't need a baby on the show. It could have been a false alarm. No. So what – okay. So then that's what I was going to lead up to next anyways. So that storyline, I totally agree, was not great. And I didn't care for the whole storyline of Bob and Gwen splitting up in season yep. six because that was just so unnecessary. Yep. And it didn't really add anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ted going to the Galapagos Islands. I feel like. Yes. I'm, I'm sad that he was gone. I bet it's good because Alexis, the whole season, not season, whole show has always been tied to a guy or has a guy like helping her or whatever, like Stavros. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's always like ne- feeling like she needs a man to complete her. But at the end, she's herself and she goes to New York alone and she's independent woman making it on her own. Yeah. Yeah. So I get yeah, that. I but I feel like we could have done something else to. And the Galapagos thing just drug on for a long time. It dragged, too. It dragged on for a long time. Yeah. That was the thing with that. What yeah. else? Do you have anything else that you didn't care for? Those were the main two that would come to mind for me. I, I didn't I didn't love I mean, I, I, like we said, I kind of like Bob in very short bursts. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when when uh, Johnny was working out of his garage, I didn't I didn't love that. That was a small thing, but I did that. I, that wasn't my favorite. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all that comes to mind, really. I, I, I love so much of the show that it was it was kind of few and far between. But I think the thing that um it was sometimes unfortunate is the ones that we didn't like kind of dragged on for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. There was, I actually, cause I already said all the stuff I didn't like, but I went back to my other notes and I found more examples of funny shit. <laughs> yes. Okay. So when they're doing a games night in the, like the first season and David is like really uptight about who their six player is going to be. And so he's like giving all of these requirements and then, <laughs> This fucking kid shows up and he's terrible. And David's <laughs> eyes start switching. And Alexis is like, let's make it a drinking game. That's a sixth wink. A sixth little. I just love how he is wound so tightly. So tight. Yes. And just Alexis is so the opposite and is always poking at him. And like yes. Stevie and him are their relationship, Stevie and David, like are so sweet. Yep. 
And they like realize they're each other's best friends and are really supportive of each other and also snarky and yes. think yes. everybody else sucks except for them. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's but great. then like Stevie's so sweet when David and Patrick start dating when they first meet at the um at the apothecary and they're both razzing David and they were like, I like each other. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Because they <laughs> yeah, like team great. up against him. And he's like, is yes. this is what it's going to be like? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Let's see. Oh, there's an episode where Alexis is sick and Moira's terrified of getting oh her old. Yes. But then, like you see, this is like one of the examples of Alexis and Moira relationship developing. So like Moira still goes and gets Alexis her cold medicine and skips the Jazza Gals rehearsal in order to bring it to Alexis. And then you end um, the episode with Alexis in bed with Moira um, and Alexis wants a story. So she's telling her of a vivacious young actress who dreamed of having two sons, the second of which would be named Alex. And was surprised with a daughter. And then she wakes Alexis up because Alexis fell asleep and she wanted her to hear the rest of the story. <laughs> Very cute. Oh, yeah. Um, and then there was a time when Alexis got 12 thingies of milk for Johnny and it was way too much. And it was the first and maybe only time we really saw Johnny like get mad. And so it showed a different facet of his personality that he wasn't always Mr. Calm and Steady. Yeah. You can ruffle his feathers. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, super. You, you kind of get the um the little hints of Johnny throughout the series, like when he when he buys the motel and you get kind of the, you know, he he kind of does know what he's doing a little bit with uh, with business, you know, maybe not like a uh, complete expert, maybe, like maybe he fell backwards into some stuff, but he actually does know a thing or two. <laughs> yeah, he's the biggest mistake he made is trusting that accountant because yes. otherwise, like he built an empire and I loved, oh my God, there was, he shows some freaking rose video videotape with sexual harassment or whatever and it's moira is the woman (laughs) that's amazing and then they talked about like he had a billboard for rose video and it was moira laying across the top of a vhs (laughs) in a bikini (laughs) i love that and they're always using old headshots of her like she's always concerned for the asbestos vest it's a 90s freaking headshot and like she's always asked what picture they use like when she's pronounced dead on the internet like all that (laughs) stuff she's so self-absorbed but then also like she's not just self-absorbed yeah yeah there was so when moira and jocelyn are running for town council against each other and i think um jocelyn goes to blouse barn to try to find an outfit and david's reluctantly helping her and he's basically helps her pick out her outfit so then at the end of the episode, Mara is passively, aggressively confronting David about helping Jocelyn pick out the new clothes. And she's playing it like so understanding, so cool. But David <laughs> doesn't trust that shit for a second because he knows his mother. Right. And then she asked him, she's like, to get mommy a knife. I think you'll find one lodged in my back. Just, <laughs> when you take it out, go ahead and plunge it into my heart. <laughs> oh, man she's she's so ridiculous yeah and david just like everybody is equally ridiculous in their own ways and i love that because it's not just really one standout it's everybody has their own thing and then like it layers and plays so well together yeah and like just like you said it layers and plays just the character dynamics between everybody is just pretty incredible really yes so the freaking wedding episode I bawled my eyes out. <laughs> it is the sweetest thing. And so, like, there's Moira goes to her Jazz Gals rehearsal because she's 
she's going to be leaving like the day after the wedding and she tells them all it's her last rehearsal with them and when ronnie got choked up i fucking lost it yeah because like it was so sweet and then moira when she gets choked up officiating the wedding ceremony i was just like oh my god my heart it's so sweet and then the jazzy gals because there's like two songs that they play a few times throughout the series and so they did precious love and then you're simply the best as they're like songs for the processional and stuff and alexis is wearing a fucking wedding dress to the wedding of course (laughs) because of course she is (laughs) let's see did i have anything else i do have other things but i feel like i could just do this for hours i mean there's literally there's thousands of things that we can go into on this show i mean for real Okay, so what, if anything, would you do differently with the series? Oh man, so, uh, that's a that's a tough one. I I don't know. Like it, it's it's just so smartly done, you know. Like I may, like like we talked about with a couple of the arcs, we may have ta- may have taken a different route to get mm-hmm. to the same place. But I think the way everybody started versus the way they all ended up. I mean, I don't know how you could do any better with the with the arcs, you know. I agree. Like, and it's. Everything in this show is earned and you yeah. see like every little step. They have such great attention to detail in scenes and they like carry things through. So yeah. like the cinnamon buns in the lobby, like as soon as <laughs> yes. you buy them, they come up multiple fucking times. Yeah. I just love how carefully crafted the series is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the way they handle a lot of like, you know, they could have made this big deal about how we're doing we're doing a storyline where two gay guys end up getting married right like they they could have made that in a small rural town yes yeah. yes but they they didn't make it a, a big production you know for lack of a better word it was just kind of like this is the story everybody's fine with it you know which is which is refreshing yes you know? it's a love story it's two people in love celebrating it and yeah. you know everybody in this town is so intertwined and so involved in each other's lives so like it was just really sweet because like none of david's new york friends came right so, like these are the people that matter yeah and yeah. they all are supportive and i love that Okay, so the only thing that I said I would do differently is recast Chris Elliott. I really cannot stand this <laughs> yeah, man. That's, yeah, that's doable. That's doable. He is just, ugh, I've never, ever liked Chris Elliott. And that is, it's, I'm sad that he's in this show because I will watch it a million times and I just have to keep seeing him. Yeah. I don't know who does like Chris Elliott besides maybe David Letterman, but like, I, I don't. I don't understand the appeal most of the Obviously, time. Obviously, Dan and Eugene Levy like him. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> All right. So now it's time for Mary Bang Kill. And I will go ahead and tell you, I am having a hard time thinking of a bang. So I'm going to let <laughs> you go first. I would definitely have to say Mary Twyla. Okay. Um, just because she's, she's very sweet and nice and, you know all that stuff uh probably bang and alexis rich. <laughs> yes exactly uh bang alexis because you know i mean that's she's the epitome of she's fun to hang out with for a minute but then <laughs> that, yeah. that's about it and then obviously kill rolling shit perfect i love that okay so i'm going to marry ted because he is the male twyla mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i think i think i'm gonna freaking bang moira all right. I feel all right. like she's just a wild card. You never know what you're going to get. And she and John <laughs> keep it steamy. Oh, my God. That scene where David walked in on his parents doing it. 
She's like, shame on you for trying to attempt that position in this early in the morning. <laughs> and then Johnny's like, all right, we're going to go back in there and don't don't come in. And she's like, really, John, are you serious? <laughs> like, nah. And I love their bedclothes, like that Johnny yes. has the Ebenezer Scrooge <laughs> yes, night <the> shirt. <laughs> yes. And then uh, fucking Moira is always sleeping like with the vest and like a brooch or whatever. Like they're just, they're so ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to bang her. And then I'm going to kill Alexis's friend, Claire, who's literally oh, like the worst one. human, babe. So like I used to wait tables. And so when Claire says this to twyla i'm just gonna quote it she goes oh my god i love your look you look just like a small town waitress beep and then she orders a hot water that has been cooled but she just needs to know it was once hot sorry i'm the worst (laughs) so we hate claire and she's just a good um i guess aid in helping us understand who they were friends with or associating with before and like you can see the contrast and it's just she's the worst yeah the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean, Good do you have anything back. else that you want to talk about before we, we fuck this football? <laughs> <laughs> nice call. <laughs> it's a pre roll joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think so. I think we I think we covered I think we covered a good a lot of ground here. I mean, so anybody who has listened this far and hasn't watched Shits Creek, shame on you. What are you doing? What are yeah. you doing? Well, I mean, we got nothing but time these days, people. Just fucking, it's 80 episodes, 22-ish minutes per episode, and it's quick. It goes by so fast. So fast. Sort yourself out. Watch that show. Yeah. Do your shit. Come All on. right, Sean, do you have, you want to tell the people about your podcast and anything you have coming up? Oh, man. See, it's a complicated question, isn't it? I, I am, uh, so I am the host of Ink and Ash, uh, where I narrate short stories. And uh, I've been on a bit of a hiatus for a while, but uh, I've started recording the fourth season uh, of the show, which should be coming out here in the next uh, few months at some point. I'm not sure exactly when, but it's it's coming. In the meantime, if you want to find some old episodes, you can find, uh, find them at Ink and Ash or... Um, stories of your and yours which used to be the name of the podcast so if you look up ing and ash and you get a different logo that says stories of your and yours it's still the same thing uh there's three seasons um and lots of lots of stories there so have at it excellent so i read um books all the time and i'm actually using your bookmark right now in the book that i'm reading so i see i see you every day That's my gift to you. I appreciate it. Because I also, the other bookmark I have, because I have a couple books going at once. The other one's like a Ant-Man, Giant-Man, Wasp thing that I got at some comic book convention. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, people. So next month, I just um, scheduled my next episode. So it's going to be Adventure Time with Caleb. He's back for another animated series. And (laughs) I still have not ever finished Adventure Time, even though it's one of my favorite shows, because it's a lot of motherfucking episodes. Yeah, and there's a ton of episodes. They're short, like, but there's one season that's like 50-something episodes. Yeah. Like, it's no joke. So yeah. I think I've got like a season and a half to go, but then I want to go back and rewatch some of the earlier episodes because like, oh, there's so many good ones. Right on. Have you seen Adventure Time? I've only seen it in pieces. I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen a ton of them. So it's one of my favorite shows to smoke weed and watch because it's just fucking hilarious. That does check out. That does check out. (laughs) At tracks. (laughs) All right, Sean, thank you so much for coming on to talk about some shit with me. I love it. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Excellent. All right, people, get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Bye. (laughs) 